This is Forces for Good, a podcast from B-Lab, the nonprofit network powering the global B Corp movement. Forces for Good takes a hard look at how businesses are helping to solve the biggest social and environmental challenges of our time. I'm your host, Irving Chang Gomez. Driving positive impact for people and the planet takes collaboration, innovation, and inspiration. In this special series, BLAF's Forces for Good is featuring live conversations from the 2023 Aspen Ideas Festival. We're bringing you to the middle of this festival, so in the background you may hear people and vehicles passing by, the occasional smoothie bike running, and the joyful voices of our fellow attendees. In partnership with Danone North America, one of the largest certified B corporations, this podcast will share groundbreaking ideas and stories about putting purpose into action. From inclusive nutrition to reimagined models of leadership in business, learn about the solutions that help address some of the toughest social and environmental challenges of our time. If we can't equip our farmers and our supply chain overall to manage how they produce and what they supply amongst the changing context, then we won't really have the inputs that we need. And we can't create products. We can't create yogurt. We have a whole team, whole agricultural team that works hand in hand with the farmers. They're actually there, you know, like day to day on the ground, bringing best practices that we're seeing from other farms. We're kicking off our special series with Melanie Chow, Vice President of Mission and Sustainability at Danone. We want to thank Danone for partnering with us on this series. But I want to be clear, in our interview, we don't take the easy road. Melanie and I discuss how they're grappling with creating impact in an agricultural industry that demands innovation and effort. Before we spoke, Melanie joined several other Aspen speakers on a panel titled ESG. Where do we go from here? A conversation from the front lines of business. My chat with Melanie followed a similar thread. Really happy to have you here. How are you, Melanie? I'm great. How yeah. are you? Doing pretty good. So I wanted to start by getting to know a little bit more about you as a person. So what was your journey into coming into this career and like focusing around some of these issues on sustainability, especially for some of these larger size companies? Yeah. Yeah. Whenever I answer this, it's always super circuitous. So I'll try <laughs> and be succinct. Um, but I've always had my eye on impact. The nonprofit sector, the NGO sector has always been a passion area of mine since undergrad. And I knew that's where I wanted to be when I grew up, essentially. <laughs> to get there, When I started working in some nonprofits, I realized that what you really needed was business fundamentals. You needed to know finance, you needed to know how to manage partnerships, you needed to understand how to really drive something forward through process and data. And so mm -hmm. I actually decided very carefully to go into the commercial sector for a while. So the beginning of my career was heavily focused on traditional strategy consulting, um, mergers and acquisitions, finance, all types of boring things. 
And then at a certain point in my career, I decided to take what I learned there and pivot and take that business knowledge into impact and sustainability. Hmm. It's really interesting to hear from some of our speakers how like many different steps like led you in some way to where you are today. I also want to say thanks to the known and your team and yourself were able to produce this mini series for the podcast with B Lab, especially considering the known North America as subsidiary of the known is one of the largest B Corps in the community, and also the commitment of the known to have all of their operations certified by 2025, with 75% already having achieved that role. So can you tell us a little bit more about the known North America role and also its journey as a B Corp? Yeah, so Deno North America is a food and beverage company. And um, we, for many years, have built off of our global Danone heritage of a dual purpose or a dual mandate. So we actually just recently celebrated our 50th anniversary. Our then CEO spoke about the importance of a dual purpose for a company. The fact that our impact doesn't stop at the door of your headquarters or the door of your factory It's everyone around you, the communities and the consumers that you service. And so that's been in our DNA, in our blood for a really, really long time. And I view B Corp as kind of the nexus of that opportunity where through a certification, through a really transparent and rigorous process that you guys mm -hmm. bring, we're able to really show that our company, Dino North America, as well as our global entities, has a very rigorous set of standards across environmental, social governance elements. And so we're really proud to be B Corp because I think it shows the community, it shows consumers, it's part of our brands, that we are a mission-driven company, that we are a for-profit company, but we have mission at the center. Yeah. Um, we're here at Aspen Ideas Festival and you were at a panel earlier when you mentioned this. And I think something that really struck to me was this idea of how the certification, but more broadly, like sustainability, is a way to deliver on your mission, to deliver on value, create value for different stakeholders. So can you talk about like more broadly, not just the known, but like as we think about the role that larger companies play, what role do they play in creating value for different stakeholders? Yeah, I think the question of value is really interesting. So just my personal perspective is that I personally believe the private sector is the key to really driving impact for the world. And I came to this through my very securitist path of working <laughs> in the private sector, so maybe I'm biased. But at the end of the day, the way that decisions are made in the world are where financial flows are. And instead of having financial flows happen one way and then we retrofit it after the fact to be more impactful, to really solve problems, what if we could start from the beginning, which right. is where the private sector is, where consumers are, where we produce our products, and actually impact it there so that what we actually bring to the world is more impactful? Yeah, this is fascinating because I feel like I went through a similar experience in my own like master's programs, like thinking about if we, I did sustainable development and um, mm -hmm. a lot of the conversation at that point was around the nonprofit sector governments and the role that they play, which is critical. And one of my questions was like, well, but what about businesses? Like yeah. they have so many assets under management, like what's their role and how are they being part of that conversation? So it's really interesting to see this conversation getting like more traction now where businesses are recognizing that they can have 
either a negative or a positive impact if they choose to do so. Yeah. And I think it's the recognition is for multiple reasons. I mean, one of the reasons is similar to, I think, what I spoke about on the panel this morning, which is investors are really driving the change. But I think the other one is just consumers, like who we are Mm -hmm. as people has really evolved as the world has globalized. We've digitized. We can get products from anywhere, anytime, any channel. And I think that really changes what consumers expect. And I'm I'm thinking just from the the CPG food and beverage perspective, but it Mm -hmm. really changes how we make decisions about the products that we buy. And that didn't really exist, I don't know, maybe like 20 years ago, Right. right? We've globalized the retail sector. And so anyways, I think there's a lot of forces in place that have really changed how we think about impact within the private sector. They're no longer just this element on the side, um, or maybe they're no longer the elephant in the room. They're actually the one driving the change. I think it's really interesting to learn a little bit more about like the known sustainability strategy. I know it's focused and centered around like three core topics or stakeholders, nature, health, and communities. And it's interesting because B-Lab standards for B-Corp certification also align across several categories or different stakeholder groups, right? So Can you tell us a bit about how this sustainability strategy helps the known create value across those stakeholders as a way to get closer to your mission? Yeah, so we recently globally at Danone went through a refresh of how we think about impact. We've always had mission at the center of our business. We've always really been driven by the vision of One Planet, One Health. And what we did most recently um, this year is actually publish a roadmap for how we want to deliver on the impact. So that's our Danone impact journey. And it references the three pillars you mentioned about health and nutrition, nature, as well as communities. And I think where I'll start is just highlighting that in order to define a clear roadmap for a company, we really had to take a step back and say, who are our critical stakeholders and what are their priorities and therefore what are our priorities? And I think the other element about our roadmap and how we think about the three integrated pillars is that they are actually quite intertwined. So I'll give you a more tangible example. So at at our core, we're a food and beverage company. We make yogurt, we make milk, make plant-based beverages. But to do that, we rely on our farmers and on our supply chain and our ingredients. And so that's where the nature component comes into play. And then when I think about the third pillar of communities, none of that really matters if you don't have employee engagement, if you can't deliver um, internally with your company in terms of the community within your company, the culture, and also the external community. So the communities around our manufacturing plants, for example, or around where our farmers live. And so we've really thought about what is the impact that our goals on health and nutrition, our goals on farming, on climate change, on packaging, how does that impact the communities that are a part of what we do and also where we operate? So I think looking at that intersection of the three topics and trying to find The synergies has been a key part of where we've gone in terms of refreshing our focus for the future for our roadmap on impact. Yeah. I wanted to dive a little deeper in some of these concepts that you've brought up a few times around the importance of being part of the community and being present in that. I think you've also mentioned farmers. And when thinking about some of the programming for this event, for example, this concept of inclusive nutrition came about. And something, you know, like, I think like very straightforward, you can think, you know, like 
personally, like what am I putting in my body? How does that work? But I think hearing you speak, it's also like making me think about, you know, it's not only about me as a consumer, but also like all the different people at the end of the day that are being part of that, like you as an employee of the known, but also going all the way to the people who grew my food. Yeah. And when I started thinking about this work around sustainability, I tried to remind myself it's about people and more often like people we don't always see or that people that can get more disproportionately affected by some of the challenges we're facing. So how do you bring this idea of farmers and some of these social issues when we're thinking, for example, around climate, that people normally would think about it as an environmental issue, but really there's like a social component to that. How do you create a narrative that helps you understand that your product goes beyond just that product, but it's mm -hmm. also about like the livelihoods of so many people behind it that go beyond your headquarters. Yeah, I think um, if we can't equip our farmers and our supply chain overall to manage how they produce and what they supply amongst the changing context, then we won't really have the inputs that we need. And we can't create products. We can't create yogurt, right? Many of our farms are actually family farms, multi-generational, and We need to work with them not only to regenerate the soil, like I was saying, or drive other regenerative agricultural practices like biodiversity, but we also have to think about their overall economic livelihood. Mm -hmm. With a lot of our farm partners, we think not only about, so how do we source milk from this farm, but how can we set up a network where we're clear where the feed for those cows is coming from? Right. And how can we ensure that that whole economy is set up successfully to really, um, I would say, like brace themselves against maybe the changing elements of nature, whether it's the climate itself, it could be water, it could be some of the crazy weather that we've gotten, um, and how do we set them up for success? And then maybe just more broadly in terms of livelihoods, we have a whole team, whole agricultural team that works hand in hand with the farmers. They're actually there, you know, like day to day mm -hmm. on the ground, bringing best practices that we're seeing from other farms. It's really inspiring because, you know, it sounds like there is a value relationship for the known on the products that are produced, but it goes beyond that. It's about, you know, making sure that those communities are set up for success beyond just the production and the relationship that you have with them, which I think a traditional business decision wouldn't focus so much on that. But one that is thinking about the long term is recognizing that the success of those communities overall is what ultimately is going to dictate the success of Danone as a company as well. So thanks for sharing all of that. I also recognizing we are here at this beautiful venue. I want to understand from you why it is important for Danone to be part of the Aspen Ideas Festival. Why do you choose to be here? What are some of those ideas that you're hoping to spark with our listeners, with people here that you're hoping to bring? So why are we here? We're here, I think, to activate change. When I spoke earlier on the panel, I, I really mentioned that we can't do this alone. I actually think it's quite simple. It's a very simple perspective to think that a company by itself will be able to impact a whole host of systemic barriers. And so the opportunity that the Aspen Ideas Festival gives to us is access to really the key movers, players, and drivers of the U.S. economy. 
Um, we have individuals here who are from, you know, research institutes, who are from universities, others who are part of the private sector, just like us, others who are here as a part of government. And it's an area where I think people are very eager to see change. There's a very transparent communication on, you know, how can you really solve things together? And I think that's the value of an event like this, which is the opportunity to say, hey, we all feel that we recognize this problem, but how do we take a step back and understand what are the levers we can pull to really drive action in the future? Because we're at the Aspen Ideas Festival, let's take a short break from this conversation to hear from other attendees. We asked... How can business have a positive impact on society? Here's one that echoes Melanie's point. So I believe the way that businesses can create the most positive impact on society is through radical transparency, or at least very straightforward transparency. I believe one of the greatest challenges in America right now is the dismantling of trust in our systems particularly in our political systems, our government, and our business systems. So if businesses could make radical transparency a part of their practice and work out the liability functions of that, <laughs> then I believe we'd have stronger trust. Back to Melanie. I actually think that the more and more you can integrate your impact and purpose goals into those existing processes, the more you'll get out of it. Because otherwise, what you end up doing is the business runs along and then off to the side, you know, you're trying to manage impact and right. you're just not going to get the same type of impact that you want. And it may also not be relevant to your stakeholders. I think like the, the flip side of that is also like for individuals, right? Like I like to think of us as people, not just consumers. Mm -hmm. um, so for people like you and I who, you know, like work in different like sectors, people who are going around their lives thinking about some of these issues, what advice would you give to them to also both recognize how they can also push for have a purpose in their own lives, but also push businesses to embark in this journey? I think one of the key things would be awareness. We live in a really fast-paced society. It's probably gotten even more fast-paced with, at least from the corporate sector side, you know, us always being in all of these digital meetings all the time or running back to back, or maybe we're going to different offices. And think about what is truly important to you. Maybe it's healthy food. Maybe it is something tied to agriculture. Maybe it's something tied to diversity, equity, and inclusion. Whatever your passion area is as a person, be aware of the types of products that you buy, where they come from, what those companies stand for, and just be choiceful as you make decisions. It doesn't mean that every choice you make is going to be completely one way or the other. And I think that's maybe one other, I don't know if it's like a challenge that I've seen, but it's not black and white. Like right. we can be purpose-driven consumers and have a plethora of decisions and types of products that we buy. But I, I think being aware of what you're buying and what you want and why you made a decision is really key. And that's also how we think of it from the flip side as a business, right? Being very aware of where we want to have impact, how we're going to deliver that impact. Um, there are some things we're not going to do because it's not as relevant or it's just not tied to our strategy. Right. And I think you bring a good point about 
you brought it earlier too about you know like that understanding of that focus of either stakeholders or what matters so as individuals like realizing what is important to us not saying that the rest is in but like that we're going to focus whether it's a specific issue a specific cause i think that can help and i think also like understanding what are the most impactful ways in the similar way that yourself as a person and also like your company is doing like recognizing like we're in this food and beverage industry like what is the most impactful way that we can go about that i think that's a good like translation so to speak from individual to a group of individuals which is what a company is to close this up i wanted just to ask you is there anything else that you would like to mention something that maybe i didn't ask or something you would like to dive deeper into maybe i'll close on I think a saying that comes from Antoine, our global CEO, and I hope I don't butcher it. Maybe I'll say it a few times if I need to. Um, But I think it really encapsulates how we as a company think about impact, how we think the private sector can really deliver on impact and purpose. And so our perspective is that sustainability without business performance has no impact. Right. And business performance without impact has no future. And I think this is really where we've finally come to as a private sector. It's been a long journey. There's been a lot of, I would say, going back to the panel earlier today, questioning about, do we want to do this? Is this important? How, like, I don't know, you know, who's thinking about this? Like, we're not really there anymore, which is a huge thing to celebrate as an entire society. And we're at a point now where we fundamentally understand that business performance Our ability to deliver on impact, whether it's impact on the business or impact on society, is critical and intertwined and that actually the future of a company doesn't really exist unless you can figure that out. So I really think that that's the future that we need to drive towards as private sector organizations together and also to create the right type of context for all of our other partners in the ecosystem. Amazing. Thank you so much, Melanie. I want to thank you for spending time with us, like, again, for allowing and facilitating this podcast to even take place. We're really excited to be working with you. And again, just for, like what you said, activating change, not only at the festival, but more broadly with other companies, other stakeholders, other organizations. So thank you so much. Thank you. It was awesome to be here together and partner on this. This is a special series from Forces for Good, featuring conversations recorded at the 2023 Aspen Ideas Festival and in partnership with Danone. If you'd like to learn more about B Corps and purpose-driven companies, visit bcorporation.net and listen to the rest of our season. We'll have more episodes about how business can drive positive impact and be a force for good. Please subscribe, rate, and review the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen. Your ratings and reviews help Forces for Good reach new audiences, so we thank you for your support. For more opportunities to engage with us, follow us on social media. The views and opinions expressed are those of the interviewees and do not reflect the positions or opinions of the producers or any affiliated organizations. This podcast was brought to you by B-Lab and Danone. Our team includes Sherry Jordan and Erin Brooks. 
Forces for Good is produced by Human Group Media. I'm your host, Irving Chan Gomez. Thanks for listening, and I look forward to catching you in the next episode.